All right. Welcome to another episode of Sales is Not a Dirty Word. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a first-time listener, hopefully you'll become a long-time listener. As always, I'm your show host, Alicia Barr, your revolutionary sales coach and creator of this inspiring podcast. You can check me out at aliciabarr.com. Our podcast is all about impactful live sales coaching sessions with people just like you and valuable interviews with seven-figure entrepreneurs to find out their mistakes at the top so we can avoid them. Make sure you're on the distribution list to never miss out. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to create a mindset of steal in sales. My guest today is Nate Bailey. He coaches entrepreneurial, former athletes, and military men on dialing in a mindset for success in every area of their life. Welcome to the big show. Sales is not a dirty word. Hey, Nate. Thank you. Hey, how's it going? Thank you. (laughs) It's going well. How are you doing? Uh, I'm great. I'm amazing. Of course. So Nate, um, we met and at, at the time that we met, he was just making a huge shift into doing his own thing, which is very exciting and brave. And you're, you said you were not scared at all, right? That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there was a little bit of anxiety and nervousness leading into the decision, but, uh, yeah, since I've made it, I, I haven't, there hasn't been a lot of that. I don't know. And again, I, I'm not sure if that's just me being naive or what, but uh, yeah, I'm in a good place. I'm, I'm excited. That's what I am. So. I think it means that you made the right move if you're yeah. not scared, like you're just excited. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. So how long have you been doing sales? Really? I suppose since, uh, um, 2001 after I graduated college, although I don't know, right? I think we're all, we probably were master salesmen when we were kids with our uh, parents and talking them into buying the, the piece of candy or the toy from the store. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, first real actual sales positions were in 2001. What were you selling? Uh, furniture. I started out in furniture and, uh, Sold furniture for a while, and then I sold some cars for a little bit. Um, did, did a little bit of teaching. That's what my degree is in, physical education. Oh. And um, ultimately led me to um, insurance and sold, had an insurance agency. He was in the insurance business for a little over 14 years. Yeah, so long time in sales. At what point would you say you realized that mindset was such a big factor in your success? Yeah, I think, you know, mindset is huge in sales, right? I think it's probably, it doesn't get, I don't remember it being talked about, to be honest now, which is, I know. I'm just having that thought and thinking how crazy it is that that wasn't talked about by our managers or trainers, because it's, it is probably, probably the biggest thing that keeps people from having any kind of successes, right? Because what, what holds back most people in sales, I don't think that, you know, yes, there are very talented sales people but at the same time I think a lot of people what keeps them from having any success or from going and finding a different job somewhere else or a different profession is probably just like the fear around sales and calling people and asking people talking to people about your services or whatever it is that you are are selling and and uh it's just the anxiety and the fear around that which is really a all mindset 
Yeah, it's so true. And you're right that people don't talk about it. They talk more about strategy and tactics and and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but your mindset greatly affects the energy you bring to the call and people can feel the energy. And from a totally non woo woo standpoint, energy is like the makeup of your body language, the tone of voice you have, the pitch of it, um, and your facial expressions. It all culminates to like a vibe that somebody's getting. I was going to say, I'm feeling, I'm picking up your vibe your vibrations right now, Alicia. Yeah. Well, I hope they feel good. I hope that it's an energizing vibe. Yes. Um, but so yeah. it takes a long time for a salesperson to realize like, I got to get my mind right. So like, what would you, I mean, most people don't realize it at first. I'm, I'm guessing you didn't get into furniture and, and notice that your mindset made a big difference or did you know from right, right from the start? Yeah, I just, uh, it was never you know, selling furniture, it wasn't, I was like, I don't know, they're coming to the store to buy furniture. So (laughs) so it was never an issue for me, but although I'm sure it was for a lot of the other sales folks, like I had a lot of success in selling furniture from the beginning. Right. And, and, uh, you know, a lot more than a lot of the other ladies and, 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 uh, cause it was primarily women for some reason selling in this Hmm. furniture store. And, uh, and, and yeah, here's this new guy and he's like out selling everybody and I'm just like young and don't know what I'm doing. So, um, but I think a big piece of that is definitely absolutely mindset. You know, when it came to the insurance world is, is one where I think it's because we all know an insurance agent and just about probably one out of every four people is probably at some point sold some form of insurance for some, some point in time. And, <laughs> and you know, that when I came into Rochester where I lived and I didn't know anybody and they literally like handed me a phone book and said, all right, here, he just, we would do what we called X dating. And so I was literally oh, calling rough. people like we'd start from a and go to Z. And, and so that's, that there is like, takes a lot of mindset. You like the ability to just make those calls, knowing that people are going to be upset with you, that people are, are going to hang up on you. It's just, it's, it's a character building uh, exercise for sure. And not too many people are up to the task. So again, I guess I just kind of had inherently had some sort of a mindset to be able to just do it no matter what and push through and not have anything about it and, and just keep calling and kind of make it fun. Like if someone would hang up on me, I'd call them back and say, Hey, uh, I, we must've, you know, something must've happened at the connection. Uh, I lost you there. And so I would do that, every, you know, just to just like keep it fun and fresh and, and uh, because it's, it, it is a bit brutal, but, but uh, yeah, I did plenty of that, knocked on doors and, you know, I've, I've done a little bit of everything and it does, it takes this, a certain sort of mindset to not attach like your worth or your meaning to the, when you're doing those types of activities, the reactions that you get, right? Because, you know, I think a lot of people take it personally and then that's like, and then now that's kind of a, a defining moment on, on who they are as a person. And when that doesn't feel good, you don't, you don't keep doing those things. You go do something else. Yeah. I think of it kind of like you have to have this shield up for all of the negative energy to bounce off of you instead of absorbing it because somebody's upset with you. It's usually something going on in their personal life. Like maybe they're having a bad day or a bad year or whatever. Um, so it sounds like maybe you were just born inherently or intuitively knowing that mindset is important in all aspects. So was there a point you can remember where you noticed that 
other people didn't have a good mindset and that might be why they weren't as successful. Yeah, it was, yes. I mean, it's just, it really comes down to, are they doing what's required to, to, to grow their business in the insurance business? Really, I mean, it, it comes down to, you have to have conversations with people and, um, if they're avoiding those conversations, you know that that mindset is just weak or it's it's not there, right? Um, and and you know, because no matter what profession you're in, I think you know there's there's a there's a reason that there are sales managers and trainers that they're there, they've done it before, they've probably had some level of success, and they're telling you what you need to do to have. Uh, similar successes and they're giving you the roadmap. And I think oftentimes in sales, people, they want to recreate the wheel because they think that that wouldn't work for them, which is just really, I think another way of saying mentally, they're not strong enough to, to ha have the perseverance to, to do those things. So they want to try and find something different or they want to call, do what we would call surface confusion where it's like, I'm just going to sharpen my pencils and organize my desk and create the logo and go get the business cards and like do all the activities that make that keep me busy, make me feel like I'm doing something, but really you're not accomplishing anything. And uh, you can only do that for so long before you have to go do something else because you're broke. Yeah. So tempting to just uh, do things that make you feel productive, even though they're not uh, yeah. and a very common um, pitfall for all kinds of people. Yeah. Like salespeople and others. So, um, yeah. what did you, is there any exercises you did to get in a good mindset for sales? <laughs> no, no. I, like I said, like I didn't even think about it that way back then. Like I'm, because I am so big into mindset now, like I'm just, I, this is the first time I really sat down to think about it. I'm like, man, it was all mindset. Um, but no, not really. You know, I would just set a time that I was going to prospect or make calls or whatever it was. And, and then I would go and do that thing. Now, was I a hundred percent of the time doing that? I'm sure there was plenty of surface confusion on my part from time to time too, but I definitely did enough to, to, to last 14 years. I, and I'd still be in the business. You know, I had a, I had a great business. I had built it up and, and uh, I could still be doing that if I wanted to, but uh, I don't want to. And so I'm doing this. Um, but yeah, no, there wasn't, it was just being consistent. I think it, it was probably, you know, whatever it is, if it's from, you know, my athletic background and always uh, playing sports and that competition being a big part of my life. So competition, number one is like, you know, as a salesman, there's competition with the other agents, right? I want to win. And so I know what's required. I'm going to do those things that no one else is willing to do. Uh, so that's a piece of it. And then it's also just, the work ethic, the discipline, the commitment from athletics and being a former athlete and continuing to work out and lift weights and train and, and, and all of that transfers over too. I think, um, that probably helped me a bit military training for sure. Um, cause I was in the military, uh, over the same time periods, um, all of that. And then I'm sure, yeah, it's just kind of a bit of inherent. I remember, I remember as a kid, right, when you had to sell like chocolate bars or whatever the school deal was, like I would literally bike around the neighborhood by myself and just go door to door to door. I remember one time there was there was a sign, no soliciting. I didn't know what that meant. I had no idea. I <laughs> That's just a big word. Yeah. And, and he, uh, 
<laughs> this old man just like <laughs> was pissed at me and he's just like pointing at the sign. And I had no idea what he was talking about. I really did. Yeah. So he closes the door. What do I, I knock on the door again. I was so clueless. I don't know. I think he bought whatever I was selling too, because he was just like, this kid has no idea what's going on right now. And it's, yeah. that's kind of the mentality that you need to have. And, and uh, so, yeah, I guess that was definitely uh, just something that was kind of natural to me too. Or maybe sounds- it's just my, my, my pure stupidity. <laughs> well, it sounds like you were pretty relentlessly competitive. Uh, so yeah. you just like went, for it, whatever it took. So not everybody, I mean, that mindset is always going to help people succeed, but there are people that want it to be easier than just like numbers, like just doing as much and and as possible. Um, So, I mean, one of the things that you said that reminds me of something that helps a lot of people uh, with sales, as far as mindset goes, is that you the people were coming to the furniture store, so they wanted to buy furniture. So you didn't yeah. have any preconceived notions that like they didn't want to do that or they didn't, there were no assumptions made. You were just happy to have a conversation with somebody that you believed wanted furniture. And um, it's all about just being able to relax and have a good time. So like I have a client who has, he just got a kitten and he keeps it with him on sales calls because it makes him feel playful with sure. his clients or his I prospects. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I have sales teams that I manage and whenever they're getting into a rut, it's like, it always helps them to remember to have fun with the person on the other line. Like you were saying, you'd call them back and say, I think we got disconnected. Like the more fun you can have, that really makes your mindset better for sales. And the other person's so grateful that it's not like this boring sales call. Um, so keeping it playful is such a, a big part of it. Is there anything that you recommend to salespeople that you coach any ex- you didn't do anything personally, but like, what are some, are there any exercises that you recommend to salespeople? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we did, I had a few managers that would have like sales call nights or whatever. Right. And what, you know. Like a, like, I don't a know night? what they would call it, like a sales call night, I guess. Where it was we a would, whole night? You had to like well, do calls? Like a few, you know, it was like maybe two or three hours and uh, they would buy pizza and like you know, try to make it fun. And, like, That's know. like when they have pizza at the office and it's like, thanks, yeah. I don't get my hour break. I was pissed because I'm like, I make the calls no matter what anyway. So why, why do I have to be here? But Like yeah. take your They're, shitty Domino's pizza <laughs> exactly. and give me my night off. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so people would try and do things that way, but I don't know. I mean, to keep it like, it's just, uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, just like what you're talking about when you're on a, com- when you're having a conversation with somebody and you don't know what their day was leading up to that. And so it's, you know, I, I, this is something that I coach to our folks is, you know, we often believe the best in ourselves and question other people's motives. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. And I just say to flip that, like believe the best in others and question your motives. So, you know, really question your intents and what you, what you're trying to do and what you're up to and believe the best in others. Like if you get cut off, I'm like, I wonder what's going on for them. I wonder what just happened. And so the same thing could ha- will definitely translate inside of a sales conversation is to really figure out what's going on for them. What, you know, if they're really standoffish, like I wonder what experiences they've had in the past and maybe, you know, that, that opens you open certain questions up that you could ask to find out more information and really listen to find out where they're coming from. And I think the more you do that, the more you begin to relate with the people that you're talking to, whether it's in person or on the phone or whatever is, um, 
the more the guard comes down and the more they realize that, hey, this is somebody that's really, you know, real and genuine. Yeah, I always say to come from a genuinely helpful place. And it sounds like that's what you're talking about and being really present for that person. Yeah. Which can be difficult. And I have a weird secret that I'm going to share that I've never told anyone. I straight up have a coloring book that I color while I'm on sales calls. Oh, nice. And it allows me to focus on the conversation and be more present. So, um, I believe that there are probably other people, it's a type of learning or a type of listening where like you have to be fidgeting or doing something with your hands in order to truly listen. Otherwise you're distracted. So if anybody feels like they have a hard time, like really listening and being present, try doing something with your hands like that. Um, And it could really, it just makes me so, it's so easier for me to hear and lead into the next questions. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because I think I probably do. I, I notice when I'm on calls for what uh, I'll kind of doodle, right? Or I'll I have to doodle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. check this out here. I'm going to show you. I know that the people that are just listening can't hear it, but I find that the better I color, it was a better sales call. Oh. Yeah. So, In like, if lines. I'm. <laughs> Nice. Look at that. That's, uh, that's next level right there. Yeah. That's you're making, you're making a lot of sales with that. that (laughs) Well, and honestly, like people, um, say that coloring relieves anxiety, you know, this is the one I'm in the middle of. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty happy with this one. Yeah. You know, the other thing you mentioned, like, what would I recommend? I would definitely, you know, I'm big on meditation and, uh, I would definitely do something like that to just get set for the call, right? To kind of help to separate whatever else has been going on in your day prior to that so you can be really come out of it and, and just focused on the task at hand. Um, but I love the coloring thing too. <laughs> yeah, focusing on the task at hand. So I know that before um, you did your own thing, you worked with somebody and you guys had these retreats where people you know, physically exerted themselves and pushed themselves past their limits based on mindset um alone is that accurate yes that's very yeah that's very accurate um absolutely we we, you know we talked a lot more about other things than just mindset but yeah the physical aspect of things a lot of that was just uh, a lot of mindset stuff getting them to shift um their perspective on how they see things and help them to see new new possibilities and then uh yeah just this past weekend i did my first 24 hour event which was a lot of the same stuff oh my leadership God. event um you should check out the video on my facebook page it's pretty awesome i love how it turned out but um but yeah same same type of stuff right just put using physical i guess i call them experiences or evolutions to um i guess in a way simulate the pressure and stresses of real life so let's say if we had some salesmen in this, in this experience, right? Like we are, we are simulating stresses and pressures that they have in, inside of their sales position through the physical evolutions and, and giving them time limits and, and, you know, turning up the tone of the training a little bit and getting them uncomfortable and then still helping them to see how they can still lead inside of that, how they can be calm in that chaos a bit, which again, I think in sales, you know, you can look at it as a little bit of 
chaos or anxiety for some. So if the more that they can be calm in those situations, the more successful and clear headed they're going to be. And, and, um, and so, yeah, we, I, I, I love doing that and I have a lot of experience doing that. So do you kind of use the physical aspect of it to give them proof that they are capable mentally more of more than they realize? And then that realization yeah. spreads to the rest of their life. They're, they're way more capable than they realize. And, you know, just for so many of us, like we quit competing at a certain point in life. Uh, many of us do. And, um, and we don't, we don't even scratch the surface of our, our real capacity, right? Like our threshold for pain for many people is so low and that, and that in sales, it's, that's what we're talking about. It's a threshold of pain. How much pain are they really, uh, and pain kind of shows up as fear and anxiety, right? And like yeah. they kind of start to get to that little bit of a ceiling and they're like, oh, I'm going to back off. Really, if they were able to push through that, they would realize that, man, they can do so much more. And so, yeah, it's absolutely the same concept. Uh, we just do it through the physical because it's easy to right when you're physically exerting like it's a real physical pain that you're experiencing and, it's and, also like yeah it's easier to identify and also it's easier to just be like telling yourself take a step take a step take a step yeah Where, whereas um people i don't think are as familiar or uh connected tuned into their mind to be able to tell their mind the equivalent of take a next step. <laughs> like yeah. it's too yeah. uncomfortable for them. They've been uncomfortable physically before, so they know what it's like on the other side of it. But so many people don't make themselves uncomfortable mentally. So it's so scary that they just like. Yeah. The power of these experiences is that well, we have clients all the time. They'll be like, man, I was in this tough situation here, here, here. And I just reminded myself of, of when we were on the beach or when we were carrying the bag or the log and like how much I, I can do. And I'm like, and then there's just like a quick trigger reminder that like, I can do this. Like I got this. Yeah. So like anchoring those experiences in their life that they can call upon to trick themselves mentally into the right flow. Yeah. yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. So that would be what you're doing with your um, military and former athletic clients. Yes. Probably too. Yeah. They're very familiar with that. I know they have to, they have to train so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, so through the, the coaching program, it's, uh, you know, that, yeah, they can come through the military style uh, event or they could go do a 5k or they could do whatever, right. That's going to stress them. And, and it's just giving, it's giving you something in the future to work towards, right? It's one thing to just go to the gym because it's good for you. And there's yeah. a lot of people that will do that, but how hard are they really pushing themselves on their own? It's good that they're in the gym and they're checking the box. Don't get me wrong. It's better than nothing. But at the same time, like, again, they could do so much more. And when you don't really have that thing to work towards, then you don't put out as hard as you could, or maybe because you don't have the event, you're like, ah, I just didn't get it in today. I'll go tomorrow. And then tomorrow turns into a week. And you know, right. before you know it, they're just not doing it at all. And so there's so many benefits to having that thing that you're looking to, to work towards. I mean, it, you increase your energy. When you look good, you, you feel really good. Yeah. It feels good to have others notice that you're looking good. Cause you, we pick sure. up on that. Like, let's, let's be real. Like, the energy. Pick, yeah. Walk in, into a room and you notice Posture. You know, there's, there's, there's unspoken words, but you know, your chin is a little higher and you're feeling good and it's great. And that's just, 
like impacts how you feel in all other areas. And when you work, work, walk into a sales situation and again, you look like you take care of yourself, automatically people think that they, they have other areas of their life under control as well. Right. So now they're more open to talking to you versus the guy that looks like he's literally been sitting on his couch all weekend eating potato chips and, and playing video games. He might be a greatest salesman ever, but he's got some things to get like over that the, the fit competitive guy that's got his stuff together physically doesn't have to, he, he's got less hurdles to get over in the beginning and then he's got to bring it, you know, with his skills and skill sets and tool sets to follow through and deliver on that. But yeah, it's like, if you're taking care of yourself, you're more likely to be able to take care of me and my hundred percent. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Okay. Well, I think that that is a great stopping point for us. And we've reached yet another episode of the end of yet another episode of sales is not a dirty word. This was the podcast about how to create a mindset of steel for success in sales. And we've been talking with Nate Bailey, who coaches entrepreneurial former athletes and military men on dialing in a mindset for success in every area of their life. So thanks again to Nate for making an appearance as our guest today. And thank you. Uh, thank you. And can you tell everyone how they can find out more about you and about how they could work with you? Yes, absolutely. I would love to. So um, in the middle of totally re branding the website, but you can go to natebaileyspeaks.com and uh, information on podcast programs, coaching programs, events that we do. Um, everything is there. You can fo follow me on social media as well. Uh, Instagram at coach Nate Bailey. I think it's the same for LinkedIn as well. And I'm also on Facebook. Wonderful. Finally, thanks to all of you out there for listening. This has been uh, the Sales is Not a Dirty Word podcast, where we show you how to put humanity in your sales and make a killing doing it.